Hi everyone, this is Tina, Kingdom Walker 24-7, and this is part two of the two-part series on the protective healing power of Psalm 91. In part one, I shared with you my own healing experiences and how these experiences, through great challenge, God revealed to me his might and glorious healing works because of his great love and because the price Jesus paid on the cross for our healing and our salvation. I want to continue here and pick up again with Psalm 91. In part one, I went over this powerful psalm with the NIV, the New International Version. The other version that I find helpful is a version that expounds upon the intended meaning of the scriptures, but with the Hebrew and Aramaic meaning behind them. It is the Passion Translation. Here's the Passion Translation of the same Psalm 91. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He is the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me, and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are your shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will never touch you. It will never trouble you, nor will the power of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends his angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. And I will set you in a high place, safe and secure, before my face. And I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast, and you will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. So the two-part condition is stated again, if and then. If you say, quote, the Lord is my refuge, unquote, And also, follow up with action behind your spoken words and make the Most High your dwelling. Now this means to move your mind into God's dwelling. 
It means to move yourself, your will, all that you are, into his dwelling space. You do this by shifting your awareness to him and not on the things you see around you. For surely, God is with you, both inside and out. Now, in 2 Kings 6, verse 16, it states, Don't be afraid, the prophet Elisha answered. To those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now around you this very minute and inside you are the greatest forces in the universe and the highest worlds ever. You have the Holy Spirit within you, able to heal you, teach you, help you, and cure you. In part one, I described my challenges that happened when my brain was injured. The amygdala of my brain was damaged. My brain fired off terror and fear every moment of every day, and I could feel the attacks of stinging arrows, arrows piercing my heart every day and night. During this time, when I had to be hospitalized because of the damage done to me, I prayed Psalm 23 and Psalm 91. I realized I was in trouble, but my mind held fast to God, and I put my mind on Him. I had no other choice. It was either that or let my brain be more damaged and spiral down and die in hopelessness. I also suffered a heart attack while in the ER, and God pulled me through that too. No matter what the enemy of God threw at me, I held fast to His Word. His Word. Not my fears, not my suffering, but to Him. I made Him my dwelling place. I took my mind off of my own suffering and emptied myself of self and gave him everything. I thought, if I'm going to die now, I want to give everything I am to him and hold nothing back. I belong to God. Each day when I struggled to function, even getting food in my mouth was difficult. Everything was difficult because my nervous system was turned inside out. But for every little bit of progress I made, every little bit of something good, I was grateful for. I was grateful when I could take an extra step at the end of the week without falling over or collapsing. I was thankful for being able to shower. I became a thankful machine, thankful for every little thing. Because when you lose everything, even your own mind and your body and ability to move and function, you know what a living hell is. You know what's at stake. Even though I was attacked by the enemy every day, every moment of the day, I focused on dwelling in God's will for me. I focused on Jesus, on God, and on the kingdom of heaven and his Holy Spirit and his word and promises. It was hard, but God was doing something marvelous in me. I was becoming a new being in Christ. I moved into his dwelling, even though I suffered through my mind and body. It was a one-way direction because the alternative was unthinkable. I was like this, and the conditions were rough for about four months of battling every day and night. But like King David, 
forced into fleeing into the desert because Saul pursued him day and night for nearly 12 years, David overcame adversity and became a master general and eventually succeeded to the throne. I realized God was doing an inner work in me, a complete overhaul and remake of my very mind, body, and soul. And I trusted him. I was becoming a new being in Christ, and the enemies of the throne of God had lost. And God did not spare them in this battle or show them any mercy. My husband laid hands on me after anointing me with oil, and we prayed, and the power of the Holy Spirit came pouring through. That night, in a battle with the enemies of God, the Holy Spirit fought a battle through me and won. He crushed the heads of the demons and destroyed them, giving me a weapon in my right hand that utterly destroyed them, grounding them into dust and pouring them out like mud, exactly as described in Psalm 18. Yea, Jesus, a victory for the kingdom of heaven in the beautiful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who came to destroy the works of the devil, as it is written in 1 John 3, verse 8. I focused on Jesus, our wonderful loving Lord, and how he was raising me up and healing me, slow as it was. But he wanted me to learn to lean on him, to grow with him more and more each day. He wanted me to fuel my soul on him and trust him. Of all the things I had to learn, even more than receiving healing, because I had already known and received many healings before, this was a lesson in total trusting him. I was like an infant, having to relearn everything in life all over again. That's how he wanted me. He wanted me like a baby. In doing so, I developed a deep, profound relationship with Christ and the Holy Spirit that was inside me, and he could not wait to teach me. And I got better. Every day, I began to get better, only by degrees, but I focused only on every positive tidbit I got in my recovery. I had to learn to think, to eat, to process information all over again. Believe me, what I suffered I would not even wish upon my worst enemy. Why did this happen to me? Because the enemies of God know that I have seen their plan. Yet I am here to talk about Christ and the kingdom of heaven, about the great power of the Lord that is in me and in you, and is coming to transform the whole world. And I am in living testimony of God's greater plan for you too. God's greater power, greater design, and victory for you in your life. God restored me and is continuing to restore me and make me better than before. And my love for God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit has caused me to grow in ways I never expected. Does God turn water into wine? Yes. Does God take a desert and form living waters and fresh springs to feed it? Yes. Does God take the plans of the devil and destroy them and turn them into everlasting good? Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Now, if you don't have time to grab and study any other scripture, at least embrace Psalm 91 and its instruction. But remember its conditional agreement. In verse 15 and 16 in Psalm 91, remember it says that in order to receive his help, you need to, one, say, 
or in other words, speak, that is to put into words, out loud, in your faithfulness to him, the Lord is my refuge. Now, it doesn't mean literally to say just those words, but it means to speak your faith out, to speak that you believe he is your shelter, your rock, your salvation. Confess your faith to him. The second condition is also, number two, make, in other words, action. Make the Lord your God your dwelling. That's an action. It requires action on your part. Because it says in verse 1, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High God will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So the second condition is to take action and make the Lord your God your dwelling. Now the Passion Translation, the TPT version says, When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. Just remember that you are sheltered and protected and hidden. God will help you in your time of distress. Speak your belief of him. Speak with confidence that you know he is your refuge, your God in whom you trust. Now, trust is another issue. You have to trust. Day by day, you might not see yourself healing as quick as you want. You have to trust it's coming. And you have to trust he's at work. Speak your faith and do not be ashamed of the power you are speaking. For you were made to be bold and confident in Christ. As it states in 1 Chronicles 28.20 Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Now remember to always be grateful and thankful for everything. When you do this... You take your mind off your woes and your problems. Exalt God in Jesus even before you're healed. When you do this, you are strengthened because what you give out in honest admiration, love, and exhortation, you get back in a greater fold as God responds to meet your needs. Now, when I thought I was going to die, I gave up myself. I said, okay, this is it. So what I'm going to do with the last words on my mouth is I'm going to praise God and exalt him. I'm not going to complain. That's gone. It's over with. I have nothing left in me. I'm just going to give it all to him. And I begin to honor him. And every day, honor him. Every single day, honor him and confess he was my shelter. He is my shelter. And honor him. And I moved into his dwelling place. Psalm 91 is the rescue from hell psalm. It's a rescue prayer, prayer, excuse me, rescue prayer for the soldier on the battlefield. It is the rescue prayer for the wounded, for those who suffer physical, mental, emotional, and demonic attacks. It's a great bomb that can destroy every stronghold held against you. Every divisive thing the devil could ever conceive is destroyed because of the power of God through the name of Jesus and the power of that Holy Spirit to those who believe. I wish you well. I wish you wholeness. I'm thankful that God is hearing me now. And also, you, as you pray for your own healing or the healing of that someone you know or love, remember who you are. 
You are a citizen from the kingdom of heaven, walking on earth now, today, bringing the glory of God into this world. Every trial you face, everything you go through is a cleansing. It's an opportunity for teaching you, an opportunity to draw you closer to the Most High God of any universe or creation. You become that which you focus on. Remember God. Remember Jesus. Remember who you are in His Spirit. Blessings to you, and bye for now.